Okay, so uh, big Pasha, a lot going on, Chukas Balak. We'll uh, focus on one piece in Chukas, a beautiful piece from Hirsch. Um, so it's the story of the Nechash and Nechashis. Very, very fascinating story. It goes like this. So, um, sorry, let me find it. Right? They became very impatient. Right? The Nefesham, their, their spirit is, they got short, like, okay, enough, enough is enough already. Right? We want to move on. This is like, there's nothing specific, there's nothing that happened here. It's just Tiksarucham. They just, you know, uh, you know, you know, you're just in one of those moods, you know? They dabber on Belikim over Moshe and they spoke against Moshe, against Hashem and Moshe. Why do you take us out of Mitzrayim to die in the Midbar? There's no bread, there's no water, and our souls are weary from this Lechem HaKalaykel. Right? So first of all, this is just, you know, I think we mentioned, um, I'm not sure if we mentioned it, right? But, uh, you know, in, in, in the Kuzri discusses this point, right? It's like, where do we find the first recorded instance of sarcasm in history, Right? The, Jew, the Jews were like, what happened when the Yidin left Mitzrayim? Right? They come to the Yamsuf, and what do they tell Moshe? Right? They say, right? And Moses, there's not enough graves in Egypt. You had to take us to the Midbar? Very sarcastic, right? It's a classic Jewish uh, sarcasm over here, right? The Kuzri writes is that, you know, Klai Yisrael over here, these are not, we weren't a bunch of lemicholes that you can just take us out and whatever you do, Moses, we follow blindly. You see in the Midbar, right? They never let up. Something went wrong, they went fetching to Moshe. These were not a people that just got taken in. They weren't people that were hypnotized by some charismatic leader. These were people that were Kashe Ayrif, right? Kashe Ayrif. And that means that when they ultimately accepted the Torah, they ultimately accepted the Rabbani Shalom, that's because that it was the MS, it was true. Right? And then, of course, once they accepted it, then they'll use that same need of Kishay Arif to hold on. Right? But the idea is that Kaisal, they weren't the. Uh, oh, Shalom. Rubenfeld. Who's your father? What's your father? There you go. So, uh, right? So, um, so, uh, so, in other words, that, that over here, here again, right? Again, obviously over here, is, it's not a good thing. We're going to get punished. But the idea of Klai challenging Moshe at every step, ultimately, is the biggest right to the Emes of the Torah. Right? These are not a people that were just taken. All right, that the Kuzri makes this point, And again, our first points this out also uh, over there in Bishalach. But they're complaining over here. What are they complaining about? They're complaining in Lechem. Now, of course, there was Lechem, because they just said, we have Lechem HaKloika, right? There was Lechem, but they didn't like the man, right? There's no regular water. We want to just live normal lives, right? There's Lechem HaKloika, Rashi. The Gemara says that it was Nimuach Be'ivarev. They weren't going to the bathroom, right? It was completely, it wasn't regular, right? We want to just be regular. We want to be, have real food. We want to eat like a man. We want to, and there, right? And it's amazing, right? Because we look at these people, they have it made. They're in the Midbar, right? They're similar to Yavesha. They have living it up. They have no problem with food. Everything, they're sitting, they're sitting there able to enjoy life and learn the Torah, whatever they have to do. And they're complaining, right? The Gemara says over here, they were Kafuye Taiva, right? This is, this is not Vera of Kafuye Taiva. They were being Kafuye Taiva. Right? I, I, I spoke once in, um, in a Teres Yeshaya, you know, uh, by Simcha uh, Bunim Kohn. So he's a, he's a inical. His wife's a granddaughter of a Victor Miller, right? So he, he has like a Victor Miller schnitt in that shul. You know, I call, I call it Miller Light. 
you know, it's a, it's a, it's a, you know, it's a different, it's a liquid version of Rabbi Miller. But uh, so, uh, so I spoke over there and I said, you know, I used to hear Rabbi Miller. I, I was in Mir Yeshiva, so I was down the block from Rabbi Miller. I used to see him all the time. And you heard him here once, you know, once or twice out here. And he, uh, and he used to talk about like, when, when you see like, you see someone who has, a, let's say, blind, oh, you should thank Hashem for your eyesight. Like, he was like using... And I used to like, I was like, it was a little interesting. It was, to me, like, it was all like bothered me. Like, using Yenis Tsaris as like a reminder for you, you know, like a very Hakaras type dick. And I was like, trying to, I was like, I was, I was always like, my, you know, I was like, always, I was always like questioning the idea. Anyways, I came across this parsha over here of Nachash and Nachashis, uh, and this is this is this is the parsha of Hakaras type, right? Over here we have Chayso being Kafi type. So let's look at the parsha. Let's let's uh, let's try to understand what the punishment was and what happened. So over here. Many times in the Midbar, Klai Yisrael, they did things wrong, right? I'm telling him, 40 years. And what happens? So usually we have Magaifas, and they get killed, right? 50,000 here, right? 20,000 there. Magaifas, that's what happens, right? This is, this is the standard way. Obviously, last week, Kairach Hashem had to make a special nice, and that was because my Shabbat said, then it's not going to be a Rai. Hashem had to create a new Bria of, 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 of a Tiftah for us. But even then, there was also a Magaifa, right? Magaifa is the standard way over here. Klai Yisrael, they're complaining. So what happens? These fiery serpents, these venomous snakes come out of nowhere. They start killing people. It's very interesting. What's up? Like, this is the, about the only place we have a unique, specific punishment of snakes coming and attacking people. Right? Why, why punked over here is this the punishment that the Rebbe Shalom gave to the people? Right? right? There's also another diak over here. I said, that's the question. And then what's the solution? So usually, I guess Klai saw the tshuva over here. Take one of these serpents, make a model of it, hang it up on a pole. Again, a very, very interesting remedy, which we don't find anywhere else. Where there's a... Okay, well, again, with Kairach, there was the Kitaires, there was stuff, right? There's different ways to deal with Magaifas. But uh, this is a very, very unique punishment and a very unique remedy right uh, you know this is like I think uh, is, is that the medical sign of uh, you're, you're in medical school right what's the there's a pole with the snake around right is that, is that the Nechash and Nechash I'm assuming right this is uh, right the Gemara says this was around until Chizkiah's days right this was uh, right? what's going on over here so first says you have to point to two diukim two grammatical points over here we have to point out first of all the Pasuk says Vayeshalach Hashem Ba'am doesn't say Vayishlach Right? So again, in, in, in Diktok, there's, there's a difference between the word shaleach and shalach. Right? There's one is the kal, one is the peel. Right? The verse says, whenever you find shalach, this is in the kal, that means to send. You send someone, vayishlach, you send. Right? That's what they, right? Shaleach, which is the word vayishalach comes from, doesn't mean to send, but it really means more like to release. Right? Vishalach pare yasa'am. Right? Pare didn't send them. Right? He let them leave, right? right? He opens the window, you don't send the bird flies wherever it wants, right? The shilach es right? This is uh, the animal. You didn't send the animal as like a, right? It means more to release. You didn't actually send it, right? If this was a punishment that Hashem sent, you know, the fiery servant Hashem sent against Klai Yisrael, you would expect it to say by Yishlach. That's first of all. The second of all, it says, Hanchashim Hasrafim. There's a hey hayidia, right? It's not Hashem didn't send snakes, He sent the snakes. Hanachashim Hasrafim. That's the Chumash. Right? Hanachashim Hasrafim. The Which Where do these come from? There's a hey hayidia here. We know about these snakes from somewhere. Where? where? So it says of Hirsch, right? If you look at the Parsha in Devarim, right? So in Devarim, 
um, in, in the Parshas Akev. So Meshav Benu was giving the, in the middle of his, uh, his Musa Shmuz. Excuse me. And he says like this. He says, uh, he talks about all the great things that Hashem did for them. Right? You're going to forget Hashem You're going to forget Hashem that took you out of Mitzrayim Hashem who brought you through this the scary desert Why is it scary? It's filled with It's filled with fiery snakes and it's filled with scorpions and it's filled with thirst Right? And Hashem brought you through it. Right? So what, what Moshe Rabbeinu is saying here, that this is a midbar that's filled with terrible dangers. And what do you find in the midbar? You find all sorts of dangerous animals, dangerous snakes that are crawling all over the midbar. Right? This is not, Hashem didn't conjure up snakes out of nowhere, you know, and, and, and send them against Kaisel. These were snakes that were always there. The midbar is full of these things. Just like the midbar is full with thirst and there's no water, there's no food, there's also snakes and scorpions. Right? These are things that are always there. Okay, so why didn't we hear about these until now? Because the Rabbi Nishalom held them back. The Rabbi Nishalom, the Nanani HaKovit, the Rabbi Nishalom, the Chastai in the Midbar, protected Klai Yisrael from the dangers of the Midbar. Right? For 40 years we lived in terrible, terrible Midbar, in terrible conditions, without any food, without any water, and dangerous animals, and yet, nothing, no problems, because Hashem provided for us. Hashem provided us the Man, Hashem provided us the Be'er, and Hashem protected us from the Nechashim, Sraf, and the Akrav. Right? So Klai Yisrael starts to complain. Lechem HaKleikel, Hashem, things are terrible, right? They lack a kafuya taiva. So Hashem says, okay, you think uh, you don't like what I'm doing? Okay, you know what, I'm going to stop doing whatever it is I'm doing. You know, what's the, what's the joke where the, the husband comes home one day from work and the, and the house is a complete mess and dishes and the kids and it's just complete balagan. And so he says, well, what happened? He tells his wife. So his wife's like, you know, every day when you come up from work and you tell me how hard you worked that day and how much money you made and then you say, what did you do today? You know? Sarcastically, so the wife says, "Well, today I didn't do it." You know, it's like uh, right when, when all of a sudden, so Hashem doesn't send the Chashim Asrafim. He will, Hashem had been holding them back for forty years. For forty years, these Nachashim were there. Han Nachashim Asrafim, the Midbar Anayra Nachash Saraf Akrav. They're there. They've been there the whole time, and Hashem been Hashem's been holding them back. Hashem Ba'am. Hashem releases them. Hashem says, "Okay, you you, you don't like you, you you think I'm not taking care of you." Right? You're upset about the way, you don't like the way things are going? Okay, you know what? I'm going to stop the hashkacha. I'm going to stop doing what I've been doing, the protections that I've been doing. All these behind-the-scenes miracles that I've been doing for you, I'm going to stop doing them. So this wasn't a punishment as much as it was a natural consequence of not having their banishal and protect you. Right? You want to be on your own? You don't like, you think I'm not doing things well? Okay, go see, go see how great things are going to be without me. And the natural result is nechashim hasrafim. That's the natural result of not having their Rebbeinu Shalom protect you. Right? So again, it's a beautiful, beautiful pshat. Right? So, the, so, so, what's, so what's the solution? Right? What's the remedy to a kafuye teva? Right? What do you do? Take a snake. Take a picture of the terrible dangers that's out there. Put it on a pole. Let everyone look at it. Let everyone recognize and appreciate the terrible things that can happen, how, right? all the terrible dangers that exist in the world, and how the Rabbi Shalom has been saving us from these. Focus on, the, focus on all the bad things that could happen. Focus on all the danger that's out there. And then your Rabbi Shalom recognizes that the Rabbi Shalom is protecting you. And that's the tshuva. The tshuva for Kavit is not some sort of magic trick. Right? This, is the, this is the way that a person comes to be, to 
to recognize to have a karasa type. He says a person is capable of right. A person, let's say, right, even if he didn't, you know, the guy has nothing. He's a regular. His life is regular, right? He's not. He's not wealthy. He's not successful. He's got everything. Just a regular guy. He's not going to be on the cover of anything. He's not going to be asked to speak anywhere. He won't even be featured on MKY status. He's just a regular, right? I always said, me and my friend, we have a, we work next to each other. We have this idea to start a podcast. We want to call it Meaningless People, right? Just like a regular yid. Just we want to just have a, a yid, a regular yid who's just like, right? But people, they feel like in life, oh, I'm not like this guy. I'm a young guy. I'm, you know, I'm just a regular guy. And nothing's going for me in my life. I have nothing special. No money. No success. No nothing, right? But if he were to realize. Right? That his entire life he's walking with her says, if you realize that a person will feel, if he considers the precipice along whose narrow edge runs the path of our lives, he realizes how every step of the way, how much could go wrong. Right? People, you know, when, when a tragedy happens, like, oh, there's a terrible car crash. Oh, this guy got hit in the head with a, with a baseball bat. Right? Oh, it's terrible. Right? Oh, it's no, I said, I said, that's not, that's the normal, right? Life, there's a billion things that could go wrong, right? Life is, is filled with danger. Life is full of so many things out there, right? The Kiddush is, when, is, is that things go right all the time. That's the Kiddush, right? It's like the Kiddush isren't that, uh, why is he poor, right? Is that why, why, why weren't you until now? Right, people. If you realize how much, how 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 many dangers are out there that their Bnei is protecting us from every single day, that every day the Bnei has been holding back the Nachashim Hasrafim, right? You could you'll have a, a newfound appreciation for life. He says Hashem doesn't even let you see the cliff. You don't even realize the dangers that's out there, right? Lest we, be, he says, uh, he says a precipice which the benevolent Hashem screens from our view, lest we become dizzy. Right? Imagine if you lived your whole life living in constant fear. You wouldn't be able to function. Right? So not only does Hashem protect, He doesn't even let you realize the dangers. Right? And over which He carries us in His power and goodness on an eagle's wings. A person would bless Hashem for dealing kindly with him if only he would see Hanachashim Hasrafim, which lurk on our path unseen, which only Hashem's almighty providence renders harmless. If you realize all the terrible dangers that are out there, if you realize how many things are Brother Shalom is saving you from, how many illnesses, right? This is, you know, uh, you know this is like, this is, this is like I thought to Rabbi Miller, you know? It's like when you see how many things could go wrong in life, right? How many things, you know, and, and, and you know, people, uh, some people are more privy than others. I'm sure Rabbi Yama could tell you the behind the scenes, all the terrible things that go on in people's lives, in people's marriages with children, right? And, and you realize that the Rabbi Shalom has, uh, has, has protected you from things. You'll be the happiest guy. You don't need to be a, mil- you don't need to be a millionaire. Look at you, I'm alive. Right, I survived. Rabbi Shalom is uh, protecting me. Right? How, what's the, what's the solution to Kfuy Taiba? Right? You take a nachash, a saraf, a semi-salnais. Take that snake. Have a picture of it hanging up there, and realize, right, that uh, that uh, how much Rabbi Shalom is doing for you. How much Rabbi Shalom is doing for you. Right? So uh, so uh, again, this is this is the parsha of of, uh, of Akaras Atayv. Right? Akaras Atayv became like a little bit of like a, very popular nowadays. Right? It's like a little bit like a, you know. But again, recognizing recognizing the good that Rabbi Shalom did. Recognizing the, 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 the chesed of Hashem and of course using that as a means to serve Him, right? This is the parish over here, right? This is not a punishment. This is not a punishment, but you know, this, is, this is like we spoke about this in the parish of the Teichicha where Hashem talks about keri, any keri, right? The same idea, right? We talk about hashkacha pratis. Hashkacha pratis means that the Rebbe Hashem is taking an active interest in your life and Hashem is actually sitting there and protecting you. He's not just letting you go with the flow. When we don't go with the Rebbe Hashem, we go with Hashem Bikari, then Hashem is Halchimah Bikari. Hashem will go with us Bikari. Hashem will say, okay, you don't need me. Look at what happens. Look at what happens to, to a Yid, you know, who's, who's, a, who's, a, you know, who's a seven, shivim za'evim. Look at what happens to your country. You know, uh, look at what happens to you in Eretz Yisrael, a very, very vulnerable, dangerous land without any natural resources. And look what's going to happen to you if you don't have the Rebbe Hashem's protection. Right? When, when the Arabs are attacking the Yidin, that's not the anomaly. Right? The anomaly is when they don't. 
Right? When they don't, recognize this. They're the the chesed of Hashem that's been protecting us all this time. Right? That's the anomaly. Right? The, the, uh, the, the, um, the, the Pasuk and Asher, right? Shem Hashem is Kalei Havav, is Kalei Hashem Yashbin. Hashem is Shem Havav, right? When a person's, when a person is uh, Ave Hashem, he sees in his own life, right? Uh, the, the, he sees in his own life the, 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 the Hashem, he sees that in his, his mission in life is to do the mission of Hashem. Hashem is Shemer him, Hashem is protecting him. If he's Rishon, right? If he's a person who thinks that, okay, he's on his own, yeah, then Yashbin, then he'll, he'll uh, he's going to end up getting destroyed. Right, so uh, so uh, the, the, it's not a punishment here, Nachashim. It's the natural consequence. It's the natural consequence of being in the midbar, and that's the consequence of the dangers of life. And the solution is recognize that danger. Look at what's out there. I remember I went to Rabbi Miller on Chumash. I thought oh, he's for sure has to say this pshat, right? But he doesn't. He learns that the Nachash is a symbol of the Yitzhara. Okay, he's got another mahala. But Akupanim, uh, this is a beautiful verse from Hirsch. It's we should uh, we should come to recognize and appreciate. How, how great Hashem is to us without having to deal with the Nechash Masrafin, recognizing what's out there, come to be Makitai, Shkayach Shabbos.